It's hard to balance life in a full-time job and still enjoy the things in your life you're passionate about. If you're passionate sports, every Monday and Thursday, join me as we talk about the day's biggest sports topics, the previews, game analysis, the infusion of music and sports, and rumors in the sports world. If you love sports and want a new, fresh perspective from a sports podcast, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Keith Johnson, and this is Sports Fans Only. Now let's talk some damn sports. Then how I get to the Forbes I take a shot if I miss I'm getting on boards And quitting no more Like give me some more We went Old Navy It feel like Christian Dior Was dead broke But Richard soul Was we really that poor? Was we really that dumb? Cause we carrying guns And every nigga in my neighborhood Carrying one Cause we had nightmares Of our mamas Got buried as son I'm speaking to you As a prophet As rare as they come Gunshots sound like music hanging out the Buick Why you wanna be a shooter? Mama told me not to do it, but I did it Now I'm locked up in the prison Calling mama like I shouldn't have did it Watch my dream shatter in the instant I'm on a visit, posing for the picture Like I'm going for my promise something Like I ain't facing time or something Riding for these niggas like that shit ain't hurt my mama something Only one gon' give me commissary Even buy me something when it all fall down I can't call y'all now Even if I hit your phone That won't get me home Seen so many different times these niggas did me wrong Shit, that's the reason that I did this song Shit, we was kids, used to play on the step A couple years later, we flirting with the angel of death I was 11 years old, I got my hands on the tech When I first touched her, that shit gave me a rush My homies dying, I'm like, maybe we next That just made me a threat Knowing that nigga smoked my daddy, it just made me upset Made me a man, shit, I was five when God gave me my test Go to court with a court appointment, he won't say he object now it's you against the state and you ain't got no cake Jail overpopulated, they ain't got no space I know a youngin' that got murk and get to dry no rape But he in the hearse on the way to church, I know his mom gon' fake When she smell like bomber fluid cologne all on her baby Pastor said he's sending you home, she goin' crazy When they drop that casket all in the ground, who gon' save me? How could you blame me when I'm tryna stay alive and just survive and beat the odds When niggas die by 25, when I stop fearing for my life When I decide to change my mind and stop towing Try to smoke the pain away, they lock us up for smoking Put them on probation, lock them up, it's being perfect Victim to the system like a raindrop in the ocean They closing all the schools and all the prisons getting open Yeah, see coming from where I come from We had to beat the streets, beat the system, beat racism, beat poverty And now we made it through all that, we had the championship
What's good, my people? Welcome to another episode of Sports Fans Only with your boy, the one and only Keith Johnson. It's Monday, and man, do we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. We got a little NFL action, Saints, Panthers, Patriots, Cowboys, a little Packers, 49ers. Every last one of those games was action-packed. We have a few more, but those three stick out in my head. Don't let that Packers 49ers score fool you. Outside of about three or four big plays, the Packers defense was actually getting after Jimmy G as well. But we'll we'll talk about that more coming up. Let's see, we got some Deontay Wilder and Lewis King Kong Ortiz for the heavyweight championship. And old man Frank Gore surpassing Barry Sanders on the all-time rushing list and much, much more. So check this out, I'm getting over this nasty cold. My wife gave me this nasty, horrible, disgusting cold. I love you, baby, but I, I just gotta share this with you. You know when you're laying in the bed with your, with your spouse and you know they're sick and you really wanna go up to the couch and leave them to dwell in their germs by themselves. But I don't like hurting nobody's feelings. And plus, I love my baby, so I didn't do that. I tried to tough it out and stay, you know, she was sick for about five or six days. And lo and behold, on the fifth day, here come the sniffles. Here comes the little sore throat. And then two days later, here comes the cough. So if I sound a little out of it, I think I, I mentioned it last show. I was just getting it that day, which was last Thursday. It kind of went full blown over the weekend, but I'm, I'm kind of getting over it. So I'm here for my people. So we're going to do this. We're going to get through it. So check this out. My man, Sean Mack, should be arriving soon. But until he does, let me share this with you guys. When I was creating this podcast, one of my missions was to incorporate music with sports. One way I plan on doing that is turning this show into more of a breakfast club, morning show type of vibe. So what you get as a listener is a great hip-hop and R&B playlist that I'll be playing for you guys. And this is going to be music that you don't hear on the radio, especially in today's society. You don't get good music on the radio. you got to actually go to satellite. So if you tune into my podcast, you're going to get the best of hip-hop and R&B. I'm even going to throw in some alternatives sometimes, little Nirvana, um, you know, groups like that, um, Linkin Park, stuff like that. And um, it's going to be like a morning show vibe. We're making this thing for the people stuck in traffic or doing chores around the house or at work, you're in the warehouse, and they let you play the radio. Um, we're doing it for you guys, something just to entertain you. Hopefully, along with the videos we'll be recording soon, it's going to be like a trifecta. We'll have the music, we'll have the talking, and we'll have the video. We're going we're gonna to check off all three off the checklist. Um, we're going to have our regular sports discussions, but we'll also play two to three songs in between segments. So if you don't like the music we're playing, the great thing about a podcast is, unlike the radio, you could just fast forward it to the, to the talking and skip the, the music. But I'm pretty sure most most of my audience is going to love the music that I pick. So to my knowledge, there's no sports podcast that offers what I'm about to offer you guys when it comes to an entertainment level. Yeah, it's nice to talk about sports, but sometimes you don't want to just listen to sports. You want something else to keep you in your seat to listen. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring that to you guys. Remember, you heard this idea here first. This is my, this is my little baby right here. So with that being said... We're about to get into something upbeat, something to get that ride to work or that ride home from work on a good note. So, yo, DJ Sean Legend, let's go!
a girl yeah, How you want me? How you want me? Who you got a girl? A feeling is reckless Of knowing it's selfish Knowing I'm desperate Getting on in it, love Falling all over love I do it till it's last Hanging on too bad Call me When I move these drugs with But now you want some fuck shit Anybody with you I ain't figured that you would be the one to cut me Leave me on the floor fucking bloody goddamn Baby you You had me fooled the whole time Now you got me and King of Diamonds Giving these hoes time Girl baby you I can't blame you though When you see the dough You see the dough Now listen baby you Every time I 
decide to leave you all in the past Baby, I'd be thinking about you on a long drive yeah. And you ain't no one to make me feel unsatisfied, no Tell me how you think we live and how we live Like you the one that put us in these cribs Not me, but baby, you Like I ain't getting money for these shows I guess you think I'm tripping on these hoes They fans, but look at you Who in them Celine bags? Who in them Giuseppe's Louboutins? Wanna bet me I win, cause it's you You begged me to get on that show I ain't want it, but you did I'm a real nigga, I did it for you You don't see Swizz and Alicia Kim K and Kanye arguing all the time It's just you I begged you to marry me Half a million dollars out my safe down a dream But fuck it, cause that was you Damn, we got some beautiful kids But you never say it's something we did I guess your baby daddy you Regardless of the shit we go through I got Jason in the booth 2am singing shit about you Every time I decide To leave you all in the past Baby, I be Thinking about you on a long drive yeah. And you ain't no one to make me feel unsatisfied, no uh, But baby, you, you got me going uh, But you got me going You got me going uh, But you got me, 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 yeah Inside the right 
upright. Will Lutz does it again. Breeze marches him down, and Lutz wins it at the gun. Saints 34, Panthers 31. To Coleman, they did not block Adrian Amos. He still got in. Touchdown! San Francisco! Nobody blocked the safety coming from the edge, but they ran the other way. And Tevin Coleman able to get across. As they're showing zone, there's a blitz by Campbell. Debo. Catch by Debo Samuel. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! And I snapped to Jones. Three time here, Jonathan Jones. Is there to knock it down? Try to pick it up and dive on it. Jones has it for the Patriots at the 13 yard line. The ball squirted free. And regardless, the Patriots will have possession. Jones was on it on the turf at the 13. The ball came loose in the end, but the Patriots take over nonetheless after another blocked punt. Welcome back to Sports Fans Only. That was the game featuring Jason Derulo entitled Baby You on his 1992 album. Well, as promised, Sean Mack is in the building. What's good, my brother? What's happening with you? Nothing. Good to be back. Another day. Sports fans only. Let's do it. Let's get it. So first, I told you in the first intro, I told you that we we're going to be talking about the Panthers and the Saints, little Cowboys, Patriots, little 49ers, Packers. But we're going to start off with that Saints-Panthers game. And I got to be honest, I thought the Saints were going to lose that game. I don't know if that was me hoping they were going to lose or what, because I feel like coming out of the NFC, if my Patriots make it, they're probably going to be the toughest competition. So I find myself rooting against them. But I thought they were going to lose, but they pulled it out like they usually do. You know, I was worried about that because they schedule now in the back half of the um, games is conference games now just to have a little more parity and a little bit more excitement. So I was worried about that game because, once again, this is the division robbery. I know they're going to play us tough. And even though they have a backup quarterback, they just, you know, robberies are robberies. And I thought they might be able to pull it out. But for some reason, it seemed like we were trying to give that game away with the late calls and the dumb calls late in the game. I just don't understand. Like, we went, what, we had a fourth in inches, and we did a play where we actually ran the ball backwards to go forward. I thought that they might do a sneak, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, do you really want to put Drew in a scrum in a pile with that broken uh, previous broken finger? So I, I don't know. I was really worried about that game, but we pulled it out in the end, and that's all that count. We got the W. By the way, full disclosure, I am a Saints fan. Yeah, he is a Saints fan. I've been I've been hearing about this supposed Brady Breeze Super Bowl um, for a couple of years now, but the Saints have the worst luck in the world, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is about them. And they should have been in the Super Bowl two years in a row, if you ask me. But they didn't. Yeah. Bad luck. But um, let's take a look at their schedule real quick. Remaining games they have. They're at the Falcons next. That's next week. Then you got the 49ers. Then you got the Colts. Then after that, you got the Titans in Tennessee, Panthers in Carolina, and that's the last game. So. You have a pretty tough schedule. Actually, and the Titans are playing really good now with Tannehill. So that you you don't have no cakewalk there. That's that's gonna be tough. And I'm concerned about their defense. Isn't this the second game in a row they gave up? No, I'm sorry. 
they 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 beat the Buccaneers, but the game before that they gave almost thirty points to the Falcons. But even still, I, I'm concerned about their defense. Like, do you have the same concern? Because the beginning of the year they were balling out. I mean, they they had the well, it was the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Saints as far as the best defenses in the NFL. Is it me or are they kind of is somebody hurt? Do you know? No. No, no, no one's hurt. Well, no one major is hurt on that defense. I was, uh, we, we we came off at the beginning of the year very strong. But one thing I did keep in mind was that we were almost top in the uh, league, NFL, in sacks. And that's hard to maintain. The Patriots can be ball hawks. They can take that ball. I think, you, I think the Patriots are actually at 20-something interceptions right now, which is ridiculous. 29, but, yep. 29, that, that's absolutely ridiculous. In this day and age, as much as they throw the ball, you still wouldn't think that many interceptions would be had. Actually, you but know as what? as far as the same, though, yeah. I'm sorry, Sean. It's not 29 interceptions. It's 29 turnovers. So that's a combination of fumbles and interceptions. I'm not exactly sure how gotcha. many interceptions, but that's turnovers. But go ahead. So our pass rush has lightened up. We aren't getting to the quarterback, which I knew was going to become a concern. And then the back end of our defense isn't that good. We are bend but don't break defense. We can play within the number. We can play 20 to 20. That's our thing. And when we get in the red zone, we lock up. But I've always had in the back of my mind that the pass rush would not get there at some point and teams would start lighting us up. And sure enough, it's happened. You know, another thing I was extremely concerned about was if we had lost this game, that would have been – one win and two losses with Drew Brees back. And dare I say, I was thinking maybe we shouldn't have brought him back and kept Bridgewater for a little longer. That might be blasphemy to some, but the record, the proof would have been in the pudding. It would have been one and two with Brees back, three games. You know, you know, Brees is almost in that exact same position Brady was in about three years ago. And I, I don't know if you remember this game. We got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs at home. I, I remember. Yeah, and whispers started coming out. Oh, maybe it's the end of the line. And we had Garoppolo sitting there. And people were like, should we trade Brady and let let Garoppolo? And that's actually what Belichick wanted. But uh, Robert Kraft overrode him since he's the owner and said, no, we're keeping Brady. But I, I feel your pain because I was in the sound like, I love me some Tom Brady, but Garoppolo, man, we have to give this dude a chance. So the only thing I can say to you is, as a Saints fan, it's just a couple of games. Drew Brees, he still had a good game, right? He still um he oh, still got, balled let me, out. Let me pull up his stats. He was uh 30 for 39, 311 yards, eight uh eight yards average per temp, and uh three touchdowns with one interception, 74.8 yeah. QBR. Yeah, so he still balled out. It's like I said, to me, the problem with your team, I'm not even gonna say it's a problem because they're nine and two, but the only flaw in your team is the the defense, and not even necessarily defense, the fact that they're not sacking the, uh, the other team's quarterback like they were earlier in the year. Because if your secondary ain't good, that good, and you're not getting sacks, that means that receiver's going to get open at some point, and now you're trying to match touchdown for touchdown with the other team, which that's basically what happened yesterday. And mm-hmm. you almost almost lost, and at home. So – they they definitely need to start 
they need to start getting to that quarterback again because no no cornerback's uh, going to magically appear, you know, this late in the season. Yeah. You know, unlike the Patriots, you, you know, the Patriots might not get to the quarterback, but the corners and the safeties can definitely play one-on-one really, really, really well. So they can buy that extra time and buy that extra time for someone to get there. If we're not at the quarterback within the – 2.3 seconds, we have problems. Maybe, yeah, you change, no, maybe you change the defensive scheme. Stop playing the press. Stop playing the one-on-ones. And maybe do a little zone. Maybe a little mixed zone. Are they are they mainly a, a zone team? I mean, a man team? Uh, I'm sorry. We play man a lot. Oh, uh, see, that's tough. When you, play, when you play man a lot, see, the Patriots, they have a bunch of good corners, so – we're able to play man like that. But when you have questionable corners and you're playing man, you're asking, you're asking for trouble. I, 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 like you said, maybe they need to start playing a little bit more zone, but they're nine and two though. So you can't really, I hear what you're saying, but they're nine and two. They control their own destiny. If they can get all their games in the, uh, I'm about to say the Superdome. What is it? The Mercedes Benz dome now. Mm-hmm. If they can get, their playoff, all their games there, then it's a whole nother story. But I don't know. Them traveling on the road to go to, say, like San Francisco or something like that, that's going to be tough. But we'll we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, in other NFL sports news, let's see. Let's go to this Patriots-Cowboys game. Um, I'm not going to lie. I watched every second of this game, and it had me on the edge of my seat the entire Game now, Max Kellerman, and you're going to hear that on this clip that I that, that I played. Um, Max Kellerman says Brady is no longer elite; he is just a game management manager. Max Kellerman from the Stephen A. Smith Show, first take. Do you think he's no longer elite, or do you think that his he just doesn't have any receivers and his offensive line pretty much sucks? I want to know your honest opinion. Uh, to be honest, I would love to say that he's not elite no more. That's just you know how I feel about Brady. But I have to see this with truth eyes. I have to be true. He's um, he's lost a step, but I guarantee great receivers around him and great running backs, he'll be delivering that ball just like he did in the past. I think what it's coming down to is a lot of those new guys aren't in position when they're running their route. So it might look like he's throwing a, a duck, uh, he missed someone by a mile, but I don't think those guys are actually in position on the field while running their routes. With that being said, he has lost a step, Keith. He just he's no, a little I, fanatic back there. He looks a little bit like Eli did towards the end of last year and at the beginning of this year. He looked like the game is might be moving a little too fast for him now. I know that's crazy to say, the great Tom Brady, possibly the GOAT in my eyes, possibly. But I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why he's uh, looking a little fanatic in the pocket this year. It's confusing me. Well, they just got back Isaiah Wynn, who last year was their first round draft pick, offensive lineman. He's played before last night. He played a total of eighty-two snaps in the past year and a half. Basically, two seasons he played eighty-two snaps, which is basically maybe what one to two games worth of playing time. So. He just came back last night, and as you see last night, our run game looked way better. Sony Michelle 
almost had 100 yards. I think he had like 86 yards last night on 20 carries or, yeah, close to 90 yards. So with him coming back, that's going to show up the run game. Um, don't know if you know, but our, our starting center, Andrews, he's been out the whole year. We won the Super Bowl. He was our starting center last year. Um, he's been out the whole year with blood clots. Um, of course, we lost Trent Williams. He went to – no, not Trent Williams. Who's that big dude? Uh, yeah, was it Trent Williams? No, not Trent Williams. He played for Washington. Um, forgive me. I forget his name. But he went to the Raiders this offseason, and he was a pro bowler last year. We don't have him. So this is basically a new offensive line. Um, we lost Antonio Brown, lost Josh Gordon. Edelman's been kind of hurt the whole year. He's been butterfingers. I don't understand this dude. I love Edelman. He makes the hardest catches. But then there'll be this easy catch and he'll drop it. Now, he doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes he does, and it's just so frustrating. Like last night, he did it like twice last night, and Brady was pissed along with me. And I don't get it. I just don't get it. And then then outside of him, we don't have no more tight end. Uh, Ben Watson's there, but he's, you know, he's he's not Gronk. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We got two rookies out there, two rookies and Julian Edelman and a a patched-up offensive line. So I'm going to give it a few more games to make my prediction on whether or not it's what you just said it was, or if the team around him isn't that great. So I'm nervous. I don't know if you can well, tell, but I'm nervous. If you if you look at I'm looking at y'all receiving core right now. Yeah, Edelman with eight receptions, 93 yards, no touchdowns. You had Myers, four reception, 74 yards, no touchdowns. You had Harry, Harry he had one reception, one touchdown. Ben Watson, targeted one time, no catch. So either he's not getting open, like I said, or time's not really looking for him, or, or the scheme in Belichick's plan is not to go to him. But I, let's take yeah. a, let's take a look at Brady's stats, and you know the stats say a lot, but they don't. He was seventeen to thirty-seven for one hundred ninety yards. This is what gets me: his average pass went five yards. Yeah, that that's that's concerning. That let you know. He's not trusting them to get open, and he's paranoid from the rush. The thing is, the rush isn't getting there. I saw a lot of that game. He had multiple times where he could have stood in that pocket a little longer, but he got the antsy feet, and he threw it, which happens, with, which usually the tendency for quarterbacks to do that when it happens, that means they're getting older, and the game is moving faster than what their mind is thinking. Not sure if that that's what it is, Kay, but something's wrong this Belichick is starting to look like a genius, especially with the game Jimmy G had last night. Yeah, I can't. I can't not. At the, there was points in that game. I'm like, why do we get rid of Garoppolo? I mean, I would. In the perfect world, although we wouldn't, have, we probably well, no, we could have still won the Super Bowl last year. But if we would have just traded him to San Francisco, because I don't know if you know. Um, Lynch, their general manager. What's his first name? The guy used to play for Tampa, the safety. Oh, John, John Lynch. Lynch. He called – when he first called the Patriots, he said he did it in a joking way. But he called the Patriots, and he asked if the Patriots were willing to trade Tom Brady. And and pretty much Belichick laughed at him and said, yeah, right. But I almost wish they would have did it just to get the whole start, – start a new process, start a new era – 
I wouldn't have liked it at the time, but I'm starting to think that's the way we should have went. Because I'm like you. You know, I'm the biggest Patriot fan ever, but I don't know if he's getting older, if it's the offensive line, if it's the receivers. Because if you look earlier in the year, when we had Antonio Brown, we were we were averaging 30-something points a game. You know, we he was throwing the ball around. He ended up – I think he had 12 to 13 touchdown passes within the first four games of the season. Yeah, he was uh... – he was starting to lead the league in the MVP votes as far as people's, um, you know, thinking exactly. they have MVP. Exactly. So as soon as he got rid of all his best receivers, this is what happens now. So I still don't know what happened with Josh Gordon, why they got rid of him. And his first game back, uh, his first game back with Seattle, he actually did good with them. So I don't understand what that was about. Maybe, maybe whatever happened will come out at some point, but I don't see why would you cut a healthy player? It really doesn't make sense to me, but I think, I think they were just tired. I think they were tired of him. You know, they had dealt with him. They had stuck it out with him. He 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 did something that you know, like pretty much backstabbed them back on the weed after they made prom. He made promises to him, and yeah. it probably was a last straw thing. You know, like yo, if one more thing happened, it might not even be that big. But you're crying wolf, and we're tired of it. You're out the door. You know what? I didn't even think about that. He might have did something little, like came in late to a meeting or something. And, and yeah. Belichick was probably just like, you know what, this ain't worth. Because it's not like he was, it's not like he was balling this year. I mean, I don't even think he had a hundred yard game yet. And with his body and his speed and the way he was in Cleveland, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been dominating. But they only threw him slants. They didn't even go deep to him. I don't even think once this whole year, just a bunch of slants and like dig routes and comebacks. So I guess it is what it is. Uh, this final game which I actually watched a lot of this game, too. Did you get a chance to watch much of it or not really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I was home by then, so I got a chance to watch a good portion of it. Yeah, so this 49ers-Packers game, both of these teams have great defenses. And I was – as I was looking through the game and I was watching the highlights and stuff, I was like, this game was a little closer than it seemed. It just so happens that the 49ers had about four big plays that went for touchdowns. But if you take away those four plays, which you can't really do. I mean, they had them. But you take away those four big plays, the game's pretty much even as far as as far as far offensive firepower. They just had a – I think it was like a – they had two long pass plays and a couple of running touchdowns. But, yeah, they, they gave them a spanking, though. I'll say that much. Yo, when I saw that game, first of all, I knew – this game would determine a lot on how people actually felt about the 49ers on how good we thought they were. And I knew Green Bay was going to have maybe slight troubles because they were traveling out west. That always get people, right? The time change yeah. going to the one. Yeah. But the way they manhandled Aaron Rodgers put me on alert that this team is great. My Saints better watch out, which in two weeks we play them, which we're going to determine, to me, the leader in the NFC. You still have you still have um, Seattle lurking. You still have Seattle doing their thing with Russell Wilson. But the Saints game and the 49er game in two weeks will determine, in my opinion, home field advantage for the NFC and will the championship have to run through their home. Yeah, can we yeah. beat them? I think we can. I think we can beat them, Kay. I think we – Saints, that is. I think we can beat the 49ers. Reason being is because – Jimmy G still have mental lapses during the game. Yep. He looked real well last night, but that defense was playing at a point where 
they were getting the ball back. He had short fields, so he was able to dink and dunk. And when he needed to, the, um, the safeties would pull up and corners pull up, and then he'd go over top. So they're good. Last night, they went borderline great. They beat the Saints. They're the number one favorites in the NFC. Yeah, I, I'll even go as far as to say they might be the favorite to – well, no. Can't, I can't I – can't, uh, I can't just toss away Baltimore like that. But if anybody can beat Baltimore, I don't even have that much faith that my Patriots can go in there. If we're home, maybe, but I, I, that Lamar Jackson, he's tough. But the 49ers, in my eyes, is the best team in the NFL. That defense is so fast. They was getting after Aaron Rodgers. He looked like he didn't know what to do. I think he finished, what, 108 yards. When has Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers ever had 108 yards for an entire game? I mean, they made him look silly. They really did. They let did. Me, let me see here. I'm, I wonder who. So Green Bay now has that's their fourth loss, right? Was that their third loss? No, mm-hmm. that's their third loss. They're eight and three, so they're still back. Yeah, they're battling it out with the with the Vikings. That whole finish is going to be really interesting by the end of the year. I think they have to play each other again too. So there's a lot of a lot of um. Games coming down to the wire in, in these conferences, in these divisions, and I can't wait to see that that 49ers Saints game might be the game of the year. I think it will be. It might, it might be. But speaking on the Ravens, which you just did a while ago, will you feel that way tonight if they travel from Baltimore to uh, where are they playing? From Baltimore to LA and put a manhandling on the Rams? And Lamar Jackson has a great game. He he goes right back into the he thrusts right back into the forefront of the MVP, and that team will be probably anointed the best team in the NFL. So, it's San Francisco right now. We you know what we see is what we believe in. That's what happened last night. But trust me, if Baltimore go into LA and put up like thirty five points, thirteen or twenty, if they let from front to back for the game. I'm pretty sure most people are going to be back on the Baltimore wagon that they're the best team and Lamar Jackson is number one for MVP. And I can't deny that because a team traveling from the East Coast to the West and put up a hurting, you would have to go with it. But it's also a reflection of how the Rams are playing, right? They're nowhere near what they are. That's a different conversation for another day. Yeah, you're right about that. The Rams, I don't know what happened to the Rams. They – they made all these different moves and stuff like that, and I think they almost went overboard. They should have just kept the team the way it was. They got rid of um, – well, Aqib Tlaib hasn't been right all year. Uh, they got rid of Peterson, who went to Baltimore now, the cornerback, and he's actually – he's made their defense better. So I don't even know why they got rid of him. Um, and Dominican Sue's gone. Like, they had a good thing going, and they just got rid of a lot of pieces – and I just don't know. Everybody was anointing Sean McVay like the the next big thing in the NFL. And he was balling. The last couple of years, he's done a great job. But I don't know if they got big heads or what. They're just not the same team they were. But we'll see tonight, though. We'll see what happens tonight. I'm, I'm actually yep. hoping that the Rams beat them to give us a little breathing room for that first seed. But we'll see what happens. We will see. Another what- thing is this. Why no one is speaking about Ty Gurley, the main the, the, the main media, the main NFL 
people, they're just, they're not talking about it. Those are strange circumstances surrounding Gurley. He's not the player. No player falls off that fast, Keith. And if he's injured, he wouldn't be out there. What this happened all, to him? This what do all, you think happened to Gurley? I don't know. This all happened during the shoot. This all started in the playoffs last year. He mysteriously yep. got hurt. And then when the Super Bowl came, they said he was healthy, but they, bar- they barely ran him. Some people were speculating that he might have had a sexual transmitted disease. I don't know if you heard that, but people were. I did. People were saying that during the Super Bowl, but I'm like, well, damn, whatever. If he did have that, I'm not saying he did. He, I hope he doesn't still have it now. So what's the excuse now? He's still not. He's still not doing what he's supposed to be doing. They gave him that huge contract, and that contract handcuffs the organization. So where they can't really get too many pieces because you got to pay golf. You got to pay him. They still got Brandon Cooks. Pretty soon you're going to have to pay Cooper Cup. I mean, they got a lot of pieces there. And for them to only be two games over 500 is – or one game over 500. I think they're five and four. Are they five mm-hmm. and four? Five and four or six and four. But it's just – it's with that much talent, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be with that type of record fighting for a wild card spot. So – they might not make the playoffs. I don't think they will. I don't think so. And it's it, it's not like he's not getting touched. Well, it's not like they're giving him touches. If they was given, if they were giving him touches, and he just happened to rush, let's say eighteen carries for sixty something yards and no touchdown, then I can say, okay, he's not actually producing on the field. But they're they're not even giving him the touches. No, see that that's what that's my problem. Why aren't you giving him the ball? Maybe something's wrong with him. If they try to trade him soon, and then maybe something's wrong with him. But you can't get away with that because they're going to give him a physical. I don't know. Whatever it is, they're keeping it in-house, and they're not letting nobody know. And I know it's got to be frustrating for the uh, Los Angeles Rams fan base. Yeah, very. But anyway, um, we're about to get into a little music break real quick. I'm about to play some J Electronica Exhibit C. We're going to play a couple of cuts real quick. Um, and we'll be back uh, with a sports clip, and then we'll be back with the boxing. We'll be right back. In your rhyme where the grams were slung, niggas vanish every summer. Where the blue vans would come, we throw the work in the can and run. Where the plans were to get funded, skate up the set to achieve this goal quicker. So all my weight wet, face with immeasurable odds. Still, I gave straight bets. Someone felt the most something, and you nothing. Check, I'm from the other side where other guys don't walk too much. And girls from the projects went fuckers, said we talk too much. So they ran up the top and sought them dudes to trust. I don't know what the fuck they thought, them niggas is foul just like us I'm from where the beef is inevitable, summertime's unforgettable Boost is in abundance, buy a half price sweater new Your word was everything, so everything you said you do 
you did it Couldn't talk about it if you ain't living I'm from where niggas pull your card And argue all day about who's the best MCs Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas Where the drugs are, evolved And doves are at odds At each other's throats for the love of foreign cars The catch, catch cases, hoping to judge R and R's But most times find themselves locked up Behind bars, that all I'm from where they ball and green rhyme stars I'm from Marcy, son Thought I'd remind y'all Cooper belong where I'm from Marcy, son Ain't nothing nice In many places But I'm Brooklyn's home Cooper belong where I'm from Marcy, son Ain't nothing nice In many places But I'm Brooklyn's home Cooper belong where I'm from Marcy, son Ain't nothing nice In many places But I'm Brooklyn's home Cooper belong where I'm from Marcy, son Ain't nothing nice All right, it's Sean Mack back with the recap of the Sunday night NFL game. We had the 8-2 Green Bay Packers traveling to San Francisco to face the 9-1 49ers. Not much of a game here. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers was 20 of 33 for 104 yards through the air. One touchdown, very anemic running game for the Packers last night. Jamal Williams, 11 carries, 45 yards on the ground. Aaron Jones, 13 carries for 38 yards. No rushing touchdowns for the Packers. Devontae Adams had seven receptions for 43 yards and one touchdown. Running back Jamal Williams, seven catches as well, 35 yards receiving. Terrible game for Green Bay. Packers, eight. San France, Jimmy Garoppolo was 14 of 20, 253 yards through the air with two touchdowns and no interceptions. And he had a perfect passer rating. Running back by committee for San Fran, Rasheem Moisture had one touchdown, 45 yards on the ground. Tevin Coleman, 39 yards rushing with one touchdown as well. Tight end, George Kittle had a huge fantasy game with six receptions for 129 yards and one touchdown. He also averaged 29 yards per catch. Debo Samuel, I just love that name. Had two catches, 50 yards, and one deep bomb for a touchdown. San Francisco, 37. So we had the San Francisco 49ers thrashing the Green Bay Packers 37-8 on Sunday Night Football. Once again, this is Sean Mack with the recap, and this is Sports Fans Only. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sports Fans Only, which is truly Keith Johnson and your boy, Sean Matt. And what we wanted to dive into now was the the uh, Frank Gore situation. Um, well, first off, uh, Buffalo Bills beat the Denver Broncos 20-3 yesterday afternoon to improve to 8-3, uh, which is a big surprise to most people. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is, is that Frank Gore just passed Barry Sanders for the number three spot. So Barry Sanders just got knocked down to number four on the all-time uh, yards rushing list. And when I saw that pop up, pop up on the screen, I couldn't believe it. He basically, I think he has over, let's see, he has over 15,000 yards now. He mm-hmm. has 15,289 15, yards, which is 20 more than Barry Sanders at this point. And I can't remember one 
spectacular thing this dude has done his whole career. He's just been doing his thing, moving along, minding his own business, and he's number three now. Well, what, what do you think about Frank Gore? When you hear the name Frank Gore, what, what comes to mind? First thing comes to mind is team he was drafted to, San Francisco. Second thing comes to mind is uh, I don't think I've ever heard this guy speak before. <laughs> <laughs> and the you third thing would have to be his durability. He's played, what, 217 games of a possible 231. So he's he's durable. And for a running back, he's actually a dinosaur. See, it's amazing the things that he's done over the course of his career. So this is his 15th year. He has 15,000 yards. So that basically means he averaged 1,000 yards every single season his entire career. The dude is just a beast. And, and then when you add on the fact that when he was in college, he tore his ACL. I think he tore both his ACLs, if I'm not mistaken. And just come back from that before you even get to the NFL and have the career he's had is just absolutely amazing. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over – well, go ahead. I'll let you finish first, and then I'll go down this list. But go ahead. No, I was just going to say he's like the forgotten guy. No one talks about him. No one mentions him. The only mentions he get is if he's traded within the last five years, and you're like, oh, wow. Frank Gore is actually still playing football, but, you know, we might have to give him a little bit more credit. He's never been in trouble on or off the field that we know of. He's kept his head down. He grabbed his lunch pail and he goes to work. Yeah, I kind of feel bad that he's never going to get a Super Bowl, which I feel he deserved. Barry Sanders deserved. A lot of running backs and players, I feel, are nice people and they deserve you know, what they should get, what they work hard for. What you say he's played 16 seasons? This is his 15th season right now. 15. And the average running back, hmm, I think the average running back life expectancy in the NFL, that is, is just under three years or maybe at three years. Yep. So this guy's played like maybe five. He played like five running backs careers and he's never really get get hurt that often he produces i feel bad because i feel he don't get the notoriety that he deserves but maybe with breaking his record and once he retired we'll know what we had once it's gone that type of terminology but yeah. i love frank gore from when he was at miami so shouts out to frank gore thank you this year uh no i think he's searching for that I, I I would love for him to go to like uh the Saints or the or the Patriots or a team like that to where there was a real shot of him winning a Super Bowl or even back to San Francisco anywhere anywhere where he has a real chance to win a Super Bowl I would love him to play one more year go to that Super Bowl contending team put up some decent numbers but mainly I want him to win a ring because the dude deserves it. He is a true life Iron Man. Like what Cal Ripken Jr. was to baseball is pretty much what Frank Gore is to football. He's like the ultimate Iron Man. He doesn't complain. He goes out there. He plays every every single Sunday. It doesn't matter if he gets traded. It doesn't matter. If you get the same, when you get Frank Gore, you know exactly what you're getting, which is just a hard nose. 
throwback 1960 Jim Brown type of running back who will go through a wall to get those extra yards. And, and you got to love it. You got to yeah. love it. Here's a quote from him last night. I'm happy I was able to hit the, mind, the milestone at home in front of my Buffalo fans, Gore said. It hasn't been an easy road to get to 15 years, but I'm very blessed. That's that's what he is. He He's humble. He goes about his business. I'm very surprised. I mean, extremely surprised that Belichick and the Patriots haven't picked him up, being his work ethic, put his head down, don't say anything. I'm so surprised he haven't been there. It's kind of like uh, Dylan. But Dylan had some trouble before he left uh, Cincinnati, before he came yeah. to But I'm just so surprised that he hasn't picked him up before. Maybe it was a money thing and he wasn't available. I don't know, Gore contract situation. Maybe he's always asking for the max for his age and for his position. I don't know. But um, surprising the Patriots haven't picked him up before. Well, a couple of years ago, I'm glad that you said that. A couple of years ago, we were actually interested before we drafted Sony Michelle. Um, if you remember, we didn't really have – we had James White. We had uh, that Bolden kid. I mean, we had uh, LeGarrette Blunt was on. That's when LeGarrette Blunt was on the team. And we were still looking for a running back, even though we had those three running backs. He was one of the ones – before we got Blunt, he was one of the ones we were looking at. But at the time, the money didn't match. He wanted a little bit more than we were willing to give. So he ended up going to – I think he went to the Colts. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went, to, he went to the Colts because this is his second year in Buffalo. So this was like three yeah, three years ago. So we tried to get him, but the salary cap, it just it just didn't work. But you're right. He would have been a perfect fit on the Patriots. I wish we could have got him. I wish I hope I hope we still can get him. I would love to see him back there with Sony Michelle have like a two headed monster. I think this is his last contract with Buffalo. I mean, his last year on his contract. So who knows? Who knows what happened? Or maybe he'll end up with the Saints. I don't think this is his last year. He only has, what, 3,000 yards left to go before he passes Emmett Smith? You think he's going to try to stick around and, and beat that record? Well, now that you mention it, you say 3,000. So let's say let's say he's at the age now he won't get 1,000 a year. He'll be roughly between seven and eight. So he's yeah. around four more years he can get it. He could, but I'm not sure if someone's going to waste a roster spot on him trying to get that record yeah, maybe that would be to go back to san francisco let's say san francisco win the super bowl within the next two years i can uh, see them bringing him back for um uh, like a last hurrah why not yeah definitely i mean he still he still has skill now when i because the buffalo's in the afc east so last year and this year I, I got to see him the dude still can run the ball i mean and i guess it all depends on how much money he's looking for because nobody's trying to give a middle-aged, uh, like middle 30s running back, you know, millions of dollars. But, yeah, that would be cool to see him go back to the 49ers. I, I would love to see that, especially if they won a Super Bowl, he can go back. That, that would be nice to see. Now, a lot of people would say that although he has all those yards, that's more because he's just been around a long time. Like, you know, if Barry Sanders played 15 years, he would have had but he didn't. But he didn't, exactly. That's how I was just about to say that. People say that, but it's like if Barry Sanders played one more year, he could have blew out his ACL and never played again. So you, you can't play the what-if games, you know. he's He reminds me a lot of Curtis Martin in that nobody really – because, you know, Curtis Martin's number five on the all-time list. Right Another behind Barry. 
another underrated court, uh, running back. And nobody talks about him. I bet you, you ask the average college student right now who Curtis Martin is. I bet you they couldn't even tell you. And he's a and, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. That's what's crazy. So let me go down this list real quick. Now I want you, in your in your opinion, and I'm going to give you my opinion. I want you to tell me out of the t- top ten. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go to top fifteen. I want you to tell me who you think is the best running back of all time. Okay. Once you get past 15, then you start getting into guys that are, you know, but here we go. Uh, Emmitt Smith is number one. He has 18,355. Then you got Walter Payton, 16,726. Frank Gore, we just talked about him. I'm not even going to say the number. Just go down the list. Frank Gore, Barry Sanders, Curtis Martin, number five. Adrian Peterson, number six. LaDainian Tomlinson, number seven. Jerome Bettis, number eight. Eric Dickerson, number nine. Tony Dorsett, number 10. Then you have Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edron James, Marcus Allen, and Franco Harris. Now, out of all those guys I just named, who would you lean toward? Not even, just take away stats. Forget stats. Who is the most talented running back out of those guys you ever you've ever seen either on TV or real life, whatever? Walter Payton. Walter Payton. I mean, you can't go wrong with Walter Payton. Reason being, some of those Hall of Fame running backs actually did have flaws. Some might didn't block as well. Some didn't catch the ball out the backfield or line up at receiver. It was not one attribute he didn't have Walter Payton that is Walter Payton had every attribute and everything you look for in a running back and the thing is this he could play in any era now because he was ahead of his time running out the backfield the way that he did as far as catching balls lining up at receiver every now and then running the trick play throwing the ball for touchdowns Walter Payton was a great athlete some of those guys are running backs Walter Payton could have chose to play any sport, I believe, and became great at it, or one of the greatest at it. And as much as I want to disagree with you for good podcast talk, I can't argue with you, man. I I was going to say, because I was watching a documentary on Jail Sayers. Now, he didn't play that long, so his numbers don't match up to none of these people. He was kind of in the mold of Walter Payton, but I'm going to leave him out. Walter Payton... For for those younger kids who don't know, Walter Payton was a type of running back who could run a sweep and outrun everybody and just take it up the sideline. Or he could run a trap play right up the middle and run like four dudes over and like (laughs) stiff arm arm their faces into the the ground and take it to the house. Or like Sean said, catch it out the backfield, great blocker. Dude was a powerful, fast – and you're right. I don't see anybody else on this list. I would say Marshall Falk, but he wasn't as big as him. Marshall Falk was a little Walter Payton, in my opinion. Yeah, he was. He was trying to be elusive out there. Falk was being. You know, that's my boy. He's from New Orleans. Shouts out to a New Orleans friend. Um, yeah. He he had everything. He would be a mini pit Walter Payton, and yeah. he did stick his nose in there on third downs and block Marshall Falk. But he was no. Um, You'll never see him come down the middle, put that helmet in someone's chest and just run him over. And just run him over. That's why I said, nah, you can't really. Now, see, I never really got a chance to see Jim Brown. 
All the old people say Jim Brown, there's nobody that even comes close to matching what he did. My father says the same thing, but then I look at my father and say, Dad, who was he playing against? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He played a bunch of dudes. I don't even think football players went to the weight room back then. It was no. just either you were you were either strong or you weren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, back then they were still working on the land, especially depends on what geographic you are in America. If you were down south, you still was waking up farming. So you're like, you know, you get all your strength from farming. Yeah. Some of those, some of those, at least some of the white players, they would be like insurance salesmen on the off season, or you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, do, <laughs> doing weird, weird stuff like that. So they wasn't thinking about no weight room. So in that aspect, if you were just a natural, strong, big dude, you automatically had an advantage over everybody because nobody was competing in the weight room like that. At least I don't think so. Now, mm -hmm. nah, that I know of, no, we know as far as workouts and stuff. It became legendary, like when I was maybe like five, six years old. I would watch these uh, these little uh, sport shows, and they would have. They didn't have much back then. We only had like six channels, seven channels to look at. But um, you remember Walter Payton running up that hill? Yeah, I do remember him. He had his little headband on, and he would yeah. run up that damn hill. His yep. size, the size of tree trunks. Yep. Oh, his legs were huge. Yeah. I mean, huge. I don't know. Um, let's see. Who had legs like – who was the dude that used to play for Jacksonville? He was good for about seven years. He was Maurice nasty. Jones. Yeah. No, was that – yeah, yeah, yep. His legs were like – Walter Payton's legs was like his, but he was much taller than uh, – was, was that his name? It, it was, was Maurice Jones. Maurice Jones. Was that his name, the little small little dude? I think so. Well, yeah, I th I, but anyway, yeah, Walter Payton's legs was like his. That dude, Maurice Jones, his legs are legendary. People talked about him. They were so freaking thick. But, yeah, Walter Payton had legs like that from running up and down them damn hills. So Yeah, it was Maurice Jones Drew. Yes, that's what it was, Maurice Jones Drew. People used to always talk about how freaking huge his legs were. And I'm just trying to get people to imagine what his legs were. And you put them on somebody who was like six feet tall damn near. And that's that was Walter Payton. Yeah, just, we had just, we had a guy in New Orleans when I was little. Maybe he played between I want to say between eighty six and eighty nine somewhere in that area. His name was Dalton Hillier. He had those types of guys too. Didn't he play for the Saints? Yeah, Dalton Hillier. Yep, that was back in the nineties. That the uh, the Saints actually had a little stint back then with Aaron Brooks when they were actually pretty good. They were a playoff team. Yeah, I actually went to one of those games. After Katrina, we held a home game at MetLife against the Giants, and I went. But Aaron Brooks wasn't on that team, was he? Uh, that was right before um, – that's right before Drew came. Who was there before Drew? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I thought Drew was there during, the, during Katrina, though. Wasn't that the very next year they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, but he came afterwards. Ooh, Drew Brees? Yeah, you're looking at, let's see here. The first year that I went, did Drew play with did did Drew play with Reggie Bush? Oh yeah, you know what? I think it, he did. No, yeah, Reggie Bush won that Super Bowl with them. Did he? I thought he was gone by then. Now you got me. Now you got I gotta go, I gotta go check this out. Yeah, this is oh. why sometimes it's not good to bring up things that haven't been heavily researched. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I could have sworn he was though, but I don't even remember what what team did Reggie Bush go to after he left 
the Saints. Hmm. He had a very very peculiar career. He could have been one of the – I thought he was going to be the next Marshall Falk. They were saying he was uh, the next Gal Sayers. I remember that. All the and, older folks were saying that. Yeah, he he was a beast. And he got to the NFL, and he pretty much became a, a James White, you know, the running back for the Patriots who just catches passes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He basically became a a James White type of running back. I, he went to the Lions. Um, Reggie Bush. I think he went to the Lions right after right after Orleans. But let me see. Reggie Bush. Stats. Yeah, I'm almost positive he was on that. Uh, New Orleans. Two. In 2010, so he was definitely on that Super Bowl team. Okay, he got drafted in the two. Wait, oh, maybe not. When was Katrina? Uh, Katrina was oh oh five. Oh, so, yeah. So he, I guess, his rookie year because he he played in 2006, and they now, won that, that Super was the year that Brooks was still there, and Drew came in that summer after Katrina oh, and helped clean yeah. up. What? I saw two games. Um, it was two uh, two years in a row. I saw when we played at MetLife after Katrina because it was technically a home game. It was our home game, but it was at MetLife against the Giants. So it it was all the you know New Orleans people were there. They had the uh, the Saints symbol in the end zones. Then the next year, which was uh, Paul Tagliabue, last year that's the older commissioner of the NFL. Actually, ex Jen, my wife, we sat. Right in front of the booth where him and Tagalibu and Goodell was right behind us. I actually have a picture, like a, a selfie kind of picture with them behind me in their booth. Looked like Paul Tagalibu was just letting him know how certain things are. This is how it's going to be, you know, just spewing things to him, talking. I watched half the game and half of their conversation. But that was the year. I want to find a highlight one day when Reggie Bush ran towards the end zone. I was sitting and he threw the ball and it almost made it to us in the uh, stands. Pretty awesome. So I'm looking at Aaron Brooks' career um, from 2000 to 2005. He was with the with the Saints. 2006. Yep, yep. In 2006, he went to Oakland. So he didn't play with Aaron Brooks, Reggie Bush, because Reggie Bush came in 2006. Okay. So, so I'm guessing Reggie Bush, his rookie year, they won the Super Bowl then. Because you're saying they won the Super Bowl the year after Katrina, mm-hmm. right? No, it was. Or was it two no, years? It was a few years because you know why we lost to. His rookie year, remember he scored in uh, – oh, this goes for Mike. Remember he scored in uh, Soldier Field and did the little flip and threw the ball? That's right. He yeah. losing that game, and then the Bears lost to the Ra- – who the Bears lose to? The Ravens? The Ravens – no, 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 no. No, that's that's NFC, AFC. They lost to uh, – No, I'm talking about in the Super Bowl. Who did – because that was to go to the Super Bowl. The Bears went to the Super Bowl that Oh, no. That they, they lost to the Colts. That was Peyton Manning. That was Peyton Manning. How can I forget? Yeah, that was that year. So, Reggie, first year, they went to the NFC Championship game and played in Soldier Field. It was a cold game. I remember it. That's right. And they lost to the Bears. You're right. You're right. And yeah. then I might have went to the Super Bowl either the next year or the year after. Yeah. Yeah. How how many years was he at uh, Reggie Bush at uh, New Orleans? Four. He, were, he was there from 06 to 09. Oh, yeah. So, that would have been maybe his last year. That Yeah, I think we won 08, 09. Oh, so maybe his last year there, and then and then he probably got a big contract after that Super Bowl. That's yeah. probably what happened. 
Yeah, because we had reduced his role to like uh, he was a half and half. I mean, he was half running back, half receiving, and we used him a lot in the special teams. But I remember he became um, he became fumble. He became he started to fumble a lot. Well, that they had their own version of thunder and lightning, right? They had uh, Ingram that came to his. No, no, no. Ingram was way later. I'm trying no. to think. They had another. They had another. What was the other running back when they won the Super Bowl? I can't. Thomas. Yes, Thomas. Yep. 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 That's that dude. Oh, I used to hate him because he went to the Jets after that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That is a little battery ram. I used to hate that dude. Yeah. Well, yeah that, that was their little version of Thunder and Lightning, and it worked. It worked that good. That guy puts so much of a toll on his body, and I enjoyed it and I appreciate it. But he has to live with his body for the rest of his life, Thomas, that is. But he put in so much work. Some running backs just run. But he, he actually aimed out to run into people. And there you go. Three, four yeah. years. That's your career. Well, you see, he went to the Jets. He had one really good year with the Jets. And then after that, all that trying to run people over started catching up to him. He started getting injured. And yeah. You can only do that but for so long unless you're somebody like Jerome Bettis or somebody like that. Or Frank Gore. Or Frank Gore, oh yeah, Frank Gore too. Cause I seen him run over a few people. He's like a little bowling ball. He'll run right over you. Yeah, I don't know if I ever seen Frank Gore rush for over twenty yards at one time. Me neither. He's <laughs> like that steady. Like he'll he'll give you eight, seven, then give you ten, maybe twelve. I don't think I've ever seen him break a long run or any of that. Like you're right. Me neither. I do not think I ever seen it. But congratulations to him. Salute to Frank Gore. It's a crazy accomplishment. I can't even really wrap my 15 years of basically a thousand yards per, per year. And, and that's and, in the NFL. It'd be different if it was major league baseball. You're like, okay, you can get away with 15 years, you know, <laughs> basketball. Now with the new technology, you can get away yep. with it, but this is a battle sport. This is Titans clashing every time that the whistle is blown and they actually <laughs> went for 15 years. I mean, congratulations to him. Yeah, running backs don't get that special treatment that quarterbacks get neither. It's just you you're a running back. You get hit however you get hit, and that's just the way it is. So just an amazing accomplishment. And here at Sports Fans Only, we want to salute Frank Gore for that am uh, amazing feat. But anyway, guys, we're about to take another music break. Enjoy the music. Uh, we will be back. We're going to talk a little Dante Wilder. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back. This is for my ghetto motherfuckers. Uh. Uh, 40 side felony, felony, misdemeanor, mid-charge, murder. Escobar, CBR bikes, I'm switching gears, headlights, shots so bright, bitches freeze like this. Them fiends want that D boy, feds sending decoys, pack that heat boy, push you where you rest in peace boy. Get your mama's house shot up, bodies all chopped up. When them bodies pop up, I ain't getting locked up. My Bentley cruised the block with the sunroof top, hood rats jumping on my jock, cause I blew up the spot, crushing your bins, crushing your navigator system. My QB piece, make y'all niggas tuck your shit in. It's Nas in your area. Queen's about to tear it up Braveheart, y'all scared of us Real niggas, baby, us What's your name? Cause I'm impressed Can you treat me good? I won't settle for less You a hot boy A rock boy A fun toy To a Glock boy Where you live? Is it by yourself? Can I move with you? Do you need some help? I cook, boy I give you more I'm a fly girl And I like those Say what? Baby, you got what I want 
Hit it, fuck the dumbness Hit it till it's numbness Oh my God. 
at and my jacket and froze I told him I ain't want no problem but he chose to reach for the shoddy anyway so I blew him away just trying to get some gas now his brains blast uh, frozen think about what just happened now it's in the past jump in the whip zero to 60 yeah we out fast see that red and blue flash damn the cops is on my ass hear them sirens flashing lights in my rear view it's sit like a movie in a the theater near you 120 now I feel like OJ And the cops are gonna get us No they won't, everything will be okay Swerve left, swerve right Now they on my side of sight Finna pull under the bridge They won't spot me here at night Slow it down, play it cool My machine, raise no fools Sit back, breathe slow Holy shit There they go, man they found us I don't know how but they came around us Fuck the police, no they never do astound us In the back of my mind I know I gotta get the cash It's in my secret stash Wish I had another path Out the window I can hear the bullets blast Wish I had a mask Make it to the crib, that's my only task Adrenaline in my body could take on anybody Coming down to the wire, they blew my tire Then we flip Freeze, you motherfucker Six, come on, get up I'm shot, I'm shot What? I'm shot Fuck on the He bleeding slow Blood dripping from his torso Will he ever get to see his son grow? What's the picture they gon' paint after he go? Last song he ever sung when the bullet hit his lung. Man, I should've never party, be alive if he ain't come. All he tried to do was help, save my wife. Wish I could've saved his life. I wish I could take it back. Now my best friend's life, curtain call, fade to black. It just ain't no turning back. Pulled out the gat and put a bullet through the man in blue and it came out his back. Jump in the whip, no looking back. First time in the front seat of that white and black. Side streets through the city, ain't nobody fucking with me. Yeah, you know I had to duck them all. Screaming motherfucker. Next thing I saw was a block from my crib Think about my shorty, she my rib Pull up in the driveway No cops in sight, but just might somehow pull up my way Open the stash, get the cash, now I'm back out So I put the Audi in reverse and then I back out Look at the Addy in the text with my girl whereabouts Five minutes later, now I'm creeping in the warehouse Lot of goons, lot of guns, now I'm shooting just for fun I don't give a fuck where they come from, I'm killing everyone Finally make it to the back, all alone, pitch black Hear a sound, what was that? Think it came from over there, lights on Now I see my wife, she tied up to a chair With a gun to her head and a man gripping her hair All I did was stop and stare He took the gag out of her mouth and she started calling my name But didn't seem to be in pain, really shaking up I felt like I was waking up So I shot him quick in the neck and he hit the floor Before I untied her, I shot him four more times Put a bullet in his spine, was he dead? Let's see Staring at the man, gun in his hand, it couldn't be The man who kidnapped my wife was me Bobby! Bobby! What? What? Get your ass up, nigga. We're at the studio. Say Yeah, man. Come on. Hurry up, man. What's wrong with you? I didn't know. Wake up. Here. Come on. Wait, we're at the studio right now? We're here Damn, already? man. Since you start smoking weed, you always fucking late. Man, shut the fuck up, kid. Stony Bob, Nick ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hope everybody's having a beautiful day today. This is the five-day weather forecast brought to you by Anchor FM and MTS Music Group, where the evolution of beat making is taking place. Your five-day outlook looks something like this. Tuesday, a high of 53 degrees, sunny, with a low of 40 degrees. Wednesday, you have a high of 53 degrees with a 50% chance of rain showers and a low of 45 degrees. Thanksgiving Day, you have a high of 49 degrees and a low of 33 degrees. Black Friday, you have a high of 42 degrees, mostly sunny, and a low of 29 degrees. And Saturday, looks like we might get some snow Saturday night, but during the day, it is 40 degrees, partly sunny. And then that snow may roll in Saturday night, 
40% chance of snow. And going into Sunday, now Sunday is when it's going to get a little iffy. Um, it's a high of 44 with a low of 37. There's a 50% chance of snow. So we might get some snow coming in here heading into next Monday. So you might want to wear your coats and put on your scullies and stay warm. For those who don't know who that is, that's Logic. His his style is so refreshing. I love that. Just the whole vibe that he gives off and his music. That's off his uh, one of his latest albums called YSIV. That is Street Dreams 2. Logic. If you haven't checked it out, go check that out. I keep that in rotation because it's just it's just good ride music, you know. When you're just vibing and you're driving driving to work in the morning, just puts me in a good mood. The beat specifically, but the boy's got lyrically lyrically the boy got skill. Um, oh shit! Oh my god! I'm just sitting here looking. Excuse me, I'm sitting here looking at the replay of Dante Wilder. Just smashing Luis Ortiz's face. It made me say, You got knocked the fuck out, man! That was the first thing that went through my mind when I saw Wilder hit him with that straight right hand and just knock this man silly. I mean, he hit him so hard. His whole face, it's hard to explain unless you go watch it. His, his left side of his face became paralyzed like a stroke he hit him that hard where i guess the nerves they were just like forget it i want to say f it his nerves was like f it they they was like we going to sleep and his whole face started drooping and and then he's on the ground looking like he's in a totally another place he looks like he's so far in another realm while he's down on the ground and he tried to get to his knees, and he was on all fours, and he tried to get up, but it was too late. He hit him with that right hand, and that was it. And uh, Ortiz was actually ahead on the scorecard. He was, as far as boxing goes, he was bringing it to Wilder. Wilder wasn't landing too many punches. He was he was being very cautious because Ortiz is a power puncher. He's a southpaw, and... When you're throwing them right bombs, you don't want to get hit with one of them counter left, one of them counter uh, left hooks or left straights. And so he was being very, very cautious. And it just took him. It was just a matter of time. You could see him. He was he was be, he was being the the hunter. And Ortiz, was, even though it looked like he was winning, which he was. I just think that Wilder was waiting for the exact time to attack him. And that's what he did. Seventh round, he hit him with that shot, and that was it. He fell. Everybody knew it was over at that point. I mean, he hit him hard. And that that brings me to my next question. Who are the hardest punchers, or who is the hardest puncher in your mind of all time in, in boxing history? Because the talk is starting to come out, the chatter, that Wilder might be the hardest puncher ever. And I just can't agree with that. Now, all the, although the boy, he's a bad boy, he, he punches really hard, I can't put him over George Foreman. I mean, George Foreman used to punch tree trunks. That's, now, I don't know if that's a myth or, or, or just a rumor, just to build up his whole persona when he was younger. 
But they say that man used to use a tree trunk as a body bag. He would get really heavy gloves and he would punch tree trunks. And even Muhammad Ali said the dude, the dude hits really hard. So George Foreman, Joe Frazier, um, what's that Clooney, Cooney, the, the white guy, Cooney, George Foreman say that he's the hardest puncher he's ever faced. Um, Muhammad Ali also said he punches really hard. And then you got Mike Tyson. Are we really going to sit here and say that Wilder punches harder than Mike Tyson? I can't, you know, of course, me, I can't measure. I can just go by the eye test. And the things I used to see Mike Tyson do to people just was not. He used to crumble grown men. Now, I've seen Wilder do it, too. But I seen Mike Tyson do it on a way more regular basis where he would hit somebody so hard that their let just everything would just give out and just knock them completely. I'm talking about where they look like they're dead almost. Body limbs sprawled out on the mat. Now, like I said, Wilder is a ferocious, ferocious puncher. I just at this point, I can't put him. I can't put him over the people I just named now. Wilder's next fight is against Tyson Fury, which is a <clears throat> is a must see in my opinion. I want to see him knock that dude out. He's a, he was already talking trash on Twitter as soon as he knocked out Ortiz. He was already on there talking trash that he had no chance. The only way he could possibly beat him is by knocking him out, which I think Wilder's completely fine with that. He wants to go in there and knock him out. He don't want to sit in there and and trade blows for twelve rounds. He wants to get in there and knock him out and get it over with. Only thing with that is, if you're not careful, just like Tyson did that first time, he was throwing them nice counters, and he was he was he was boxing. Wilder's not really a boxer; he's going in there specifically to knock you out. Fury is a big man, and it's not that easy to knock him out. Excuse me for my voice. Like I said, I'm still a little sick, so I might sound a little crazy, but it is what it is. So the uh, top five world rankings are Andy Ruiz Jr. He's number one. He's the one that beat Anthony Joshua um, earlier this year. Um, Number two is, of course, Deontay Wilder. Can you believe Deontay Wilder is 42-0-1 with 41 KOs? The only, he's only, he only didn't knock somebody out twice, which was that tie and one of the wins. His KO efficiency is ridiculous. But, okay, number three is Tyson Fury. He's actually 29-0-1. He has 20 knockouts. And then you have Anthony Joshua, who I just said lost to Ruiz uh, Jr. earlier this year. And number five is Alexander Usyk. He's 17-0 and 13 KOs. Now, I heard he's up-and-coming boxer, and he's somebody to look out for in the future. But right now in the heavyweight division, it's all about those four names. Uh, Fury, Wilder, Joshua, and Ruiz. I want to see Wilder. At some point, he's going to fight Ruiz. And let's see. And he's going to fight Tyson Fury. So I can't wait to see this. uh, I can't wait to see how this heavyweight division shapes up. It's a lot better than it used to be when uh, those two twins... I can't pronounce their names, so I'm not going to try and make myself look foolish. But you remember the two twins? They they reigned the heavyweight division for about 12 years, and it made heavyweight boxing so irrelevant. And I, I, I think that's why people started to focus on 
the welterweight division, you know, the Pacquiao's, the Mayweather's, and Canelo's, and all those guys, because it was more exciting. You got good boxing. Um, they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough contenders in the heavyweight division for years. So I'm, I'm just glad to see that <clears throat> the heavyweight division is starting to come back around. Because when I was younger, it was all about the heavyweight division. I mean, you had Holyfield, you had Riddick Bowe, you had Mike Tyson, you had Lennox Lewis, you had, uh, and and people laugh because uh, Mike Tyson whooped up on Frank Bruno, but Frank Bruno was a beast. He's from England. Um, who else? Who's the other, uh, Rasheen Rachman, Rasheen Rachman, whatever his name was. He was a decent fighter. So you, you had some great fighters back in the 90s, but. That all went away once they all retired, and the heavyweight division became really watered down. And it's turned itself around, which which I, I, I really like. But um, a few other things I wanted to talk to you guys about. This uh, Dwayne Haskins. We're going to switch back to football real quick. Dwayne Haskins. Now, this has to be one of the most idiotic, idiotic things I've ever seen. Your first start. At least I think it's his first. It's either his first or his second. But I think it's his first start. <clears throat> your first start. So you bring your team back. You guys are winning. The game's over. Everybody knows the game's over. Right? <clears throat> the other team has the ball. Excuse me. And there's eight seconds left. So Haskins, he doesn't think that he's coming back on the field. Eight seconds left. What can they possibly do? So, of course... The team throws an interception. So Haskins thinking that the game is over, what is he doing? He's over in the stands taking a selfie with a fan. Now, why he's over there now on the sideline is beyond me. He should be over there with his team, you know, just until the game is officially over. So for that, I give him a big jackass, not a donkey. I'm going to give him a big jackass, which is actually the same thing. He is a jackass for that. I don't mean to bite Charlemagne's little uh, donkey of the day thing, but he deserves that. He deserves that. In fact, I'm not even going to call him a jackass. He deserves Charlemagne to hit the button and call him the donkey of the day. Just for the simple fact that you're a black quarterback, and even though there's a lot more in the NFL now, all eyes are still on you. The, The jury is still out. Don't make it seem like things can't go back to the way they used to be. So I love seeing these black quarterbacks. I just love everybody getting a fair shot. doesn't matter if you're black or white. As long as you get a fair shot, the best person for the job. But considering the fact that he is black, for you to be making mistakes like that, do you know they used to say that black people weren't smart enough to play quarterback? They used to say that. That was one of their big reasons why they wouldn't let Black quarterbacks playing the NFL, even though they would throw all types of touchdowns and throw for all types of yards in college, all of a sudden when you get to the NFL, oh, they're not smart enough. So for people like Dwayne Haskins to do something like that, he just needs to represent himself better and represent his team better because it just doesn't look good. And of course, everybody was talking about it, saying how stupid he was and Come on, you didn't do nothing, man. You beat you beat one team. You beat a bad team. The Lions aren't good. You beat a bad team. 
you had hard, your stats were bad. You, your last two drives, I'll give it to you. You you were you were you were good your last two drives, but don't don't get too ahead of yourself, son. It's too early. I remember when Johnny Manziel, one of his first games with the Browns, he remember he used to do the little money sign after he would do a big play. Well, he came into the NFL doing that after he would make little plays, like nothing even really big, and he would do that little money sign. And people were out to get him because it just didn't look, it didn't feel right. Like, this is the NFL. Act like you're in the NFL. And I guess that's basically what I'm trying to convey. Dwayne Haskins, act like you're in the NFL. Why are you taking selfies with somebody when there's still time on the clock? Come on, boy, get it together. Um, let's see what else I wanted to talk about. Thanksgiving. Now, this is a little off topic when it comes to sports, but hey, like I say, it's my podcast. I do what I want. Oh, and by the way, um, Sean Matt, he's in the DJ booth right now. Um, I told him I was going to take care of this last little closing segment. He's in the DJ booth. He's getting together the music for the for the closing of the show. What a lot of people don't know is we used to be. We used to rap. We had a rap group. We was called Conmen, C-O-N-N-M-E-N. <laughs> and, yeah, we were together. He came up from New Orleans. He was my, he was one of my best friend's cousin. He came up. We started rapping. And so we're very well versed in, in, in hip-hop. So DJing, rapping, all that stuff, beat making. I make beats. Jack of all trades, baby. But anyway, he's in the DJ booth right now. He's about to... Don't want some dope cuts for y'all. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that just in case you were wondering where he went. But anyway, going back to Thanksgiving. What is the most overrated Thanksgiving dish? I want I want everybody, whoever may be listening, I want you to leave a message. And I want you to tell me what is the most overrated Thanksgiving dish. And I'm going to give mine now. It's something I absolutely disdain. I hate it. It's horrible. I don't even know why they bring it out. No, two things, actually. One would be the cranberry sauce. Pathetic. Why Why put that next to the ham and the turkey and the macaroni and cheese? Cranberry sauce? Get that out of here. Don't know why I want that. And then um, green bean casserole. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've had it before. It's, it's eatable, edible, you know, it's not disgusting, but why? Who wants it? Just give me some collard greens, some, I'll even just take some regular green beans. I don't need little onion things with some creamy sauce in, in the green beans. I don't, I don't need that. That's too much. You're doing too much. You're trying to be too creative. Just give me the ham, the turkey, the mac and cheese, deviled eggs, can of yams, uh, collard greens, a little little potato salad, a little cornbread, lasagna. I want the good stuff. All that's actually, even stuffing, depending on who cooks it, you can get that out of here too. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's definitely not needed. All those other things are needed. I need that for Thanksgiving. So I wanted to get that out there. If anybody else has any ideas or any thoughts of what shouldn't be on the table or anything that's overrated, please leave a message. I would love to hear from you, and I will air it on Thanksgiving. 
because that's when our next show will be airing would be Thanksgiving evening. So, people, I'm about to get out of here. My nose is so stuffed up. I need to go take some medicine. I, I don't know. I'm looking around. My head's spinning. Throat's a little sore. So, <clears throat> I'm getting better, but it's still there. So, wish me luck getting rid of this horrible cold, and hopefully I'll be back 100% next week. So, until then... Enjoy this music Sean's about to put on for you guys, and you take care from us, from sports fans only, me and Sean Matt. Wish you a happy holidays. We will see you guys again on Thursday. Until then, take care and love y'all. Peace. Yeah. Uh-huh. Home, but always reppin'. You hardly own it, always second. When I'm awake, you always resting. And when they call you to answer, you a hardy question. I, I'm doing classic shit in all my sessions. Other niggas' situations, they are all depressing. That's why I never follow y'all suggestions. I just always did my own thing. Now I run the game. You stupid motherfuckers. I see all this money through my Ohio State Buckeyes. Shit been going good, but good could turn to better. Cause you the type of loser, and I'm about to get her. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You can run and tell your friends that I'm on. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. Best believe I understand. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You can run and tell my city. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. You can run and tell my city. It's on. Yeah. Wrong way down a one way Women don't get saved round me Even on a Sunday Damn where I get it from These niggas always wonder who Then they meet my pop and tell them Drake is just a younger you And shout and wanna party So don't let your girl up out the house Or there'll be shots on TMZ Of me giving them mouth to mouth Now she's famous and the paparazzi starts to shoot her I drive two black cars, I named them Malcolm X and Martin Luther I don't ever play, but I'm in the game, lady They just lose to love, those are tennis games, lady Have you count money, going duffel bag crazy Sipping on Pink Floyd and puffing Wayne Brady Damn, whose line is it anyways? I'm in the days You been amazed Y'all seem to be stuck on that beginner stage I'm on fire, yep, I been ablaze I got dough to blow, but I wanna blow it right You look nice, and your frame makes me wanna bowl a strike Well, alright, guess I might Know what, fuck it, yes I will I am more than what you bargain for And nothing less than real Put it to your life It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay You go run it Tell your friends that I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. Best believe I understand. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You can run and tell my city I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. You can run and tell my city.
also one of the dopest Whether the streets are on the mic I'm dope and yes I'm focused The gangster recognize me for my lowness No joke, it's time to shake these haters off Like the skin of a locust I may be like a python That's the type of shit I'm on I wrote this on my iPhone So let me drop this I-bomb I palm the game like it's a spalding ball And take flight from the free throw line And slam it down like I'm the great Mike Bunny Wayne and Drake in here, man, this go be a great night Look at all these poses, bite, I swagger like a great white Try to cross me over, I just fake left and I break right Stupid animal tricks like David Letterman's late night This that major moment you've been waiting on for too long The best that ever did it and doing it on a new song UGK and Young Money too strong Bound to be in the green like a crew So what the fuck is you It's on? okay it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay You go run and tell your friends that I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Best believe I understand It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay You go run and tell my city I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Jacket, black glasses, all-American bad boy I own the swag of supermarket And you, you just a bad boy Cause I got that swag, boy The swag you never had, boy Hey, and I believe you're just the color of my flag, boy Subu, bitch, I do this shit I'll erase you like I do you, bitch And I keep that toaster You can come and be my school, bitch I'm so uptown And motherfucker, if you ain't Don't go uptown, yeah and I'm on that ride shit, but why they let me in? I'ma start shooting in a match, bitch. Fuckers, you talking about Weezy in your mouth now? Weezy, what you talking it's about? Okay, it's okay, it's Y'all okay, it's okay, okay, it's okay, it's okay. You go run and tell your friends that I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. Let's believe I understand. It's okay, it's okay. Let's see! 
When I was sleeping on the train, sleeping on Mezzero Lab out in the rain, without even a single slice of pizza to my name. Too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain. When New York niggas was calling Southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slang. I used to get dizzy spells, hear a little ring, the voice of an angel telling me my name. Telling me that one day I'ma be a great man Transforming with the Megatron doll spitting out flames Eating whack rappers alive, shitting out chains I ain't believe it then, nigga I was homeless Fighting, shooting dice, smoking weed on the corners Trying to find the meaning of life in the corona Till the five percenters rolled up on the nigga and informed them You either build or destroy, where you come from? The Mac know your projects in the third wall, slum, hum It's quite amazing that you rhyme how you do And that you shine like you grew up in a shrine in Peru Question 14, Muslim Lesson 2 Dip diver, civilizer 85 -er. I make the devil hit his knees and say to our father Abracadabra, you rockin' with the true and living. Shout out the lights out, Josephine, Chewy Bivens Shout out the Baltimore, Baton Rouge, my crew in Richmond Why y'all debating who the truth was like Jews and Christians I was on Cecil B, Broad Street, Master, North Philly, South Philly 23rd, Tasker, Six Mile, Seven Mile, Hartwell, Brasher When niggas really would pack a U-Haul truck up Put the high beams on, drive up on the curb at a barbecue and hop up out the back like, what's up? Kill a nigga, rob a nigga, take a nigga, bust up. That's why when you talk that tough talk, I never feel you. You sound real good and you play the part well, but the energy you giving off is so unfamiliar. I don't feel you. We need something realer. Hit me up on the phone, said what you waiting on Tip hit me up with a twit, said what you waiting on Diddy send a text every hour on the dot Saying when you gonna drop that first nigga you taking long So now I'm back spitting that he could pass a polygraph That Reverend Run rocking Adidas out on Hollis Ave That FOI Marcus Garvey, Nikki Tesla I shock you like an ill electric field, J Electra Oh my God, keep going They call me J Electronica Fuck that, call me J-Elect Hanukkah, J-Elect Yamaka, J-Elect Tramadon, Muhammad Asalamaka, Rasulullah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala through your monitor. My Uzi still weigh a ton, check the barometer, I'm hotter than the motherfucking sun, check the thermometer. I'm bringing ancient mathematics back to modern man, my mama told me never throw a stone and hide your hand. I got a lot of family, you got a lot of fans, that's why the people got my back like the Verizon man. I play the back and fade the black and then devise a plan Out in London smoking, vibing while I ride the tram Giving out that raw food to lions disguised as lambs And by the time they get their seat top And deploy all their henchmen to come at me from the treetops I'm chilling out at Tweet Stock, building by the millions My light is brilliant Record. And uh, I'm gonna 
Street nigga touching their first meals. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. I got everything I said I was gonna get on my kid. In addition to that fact, I went legit. The shit now according to the way that I'm positioned In this biz, it look like I'm just gonna keep on getting rich Ah, know that west side RSCs is us LAPD on my dick, I'ma squeeze and bust If a rap nigga did switch cheeses, bust All this rap money nigga, look, I need too much Money, loyalty, and love in the dream we trust You'll be switching up the players on your team too much Tiny copy, that's my love, young Supreme, what's up? And we travel around the world getting cream or what? Ain't you get off on whoever hustles seem to rush? Las Vegas strip pop, yeah, you cream them punks. After all that looking tough, all he seen was stunts. 50 Cent and Mayweather flee the scene with us. Chose story. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I been grinding all my life. Uh, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price 
want a slice Got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life Look I hope everyone enjoyed the show. This has been Keith Johnson with your boy, Sean Mack, and this is Sports Fans Only. <laughs>